0: Professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. The big guy Ryback feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. Conversation, <laughs> conversation with the big guy. the big guy Ryback right right starts now
1: welcome to the ryback show i am the big guy ryback and today guys that's right new name for the show because of this guy chris van vleet his second time on the show and uh making moves got a lot to talk about with you guys here but uh, me and chris this was uh another just uh, a fantastic conversation for me i don't know how you guys are gonna feel But uh, I think you're going to get a lot of value out of this one today and uh, we talk a lot about podcasting and YouTube, social media and just making adjustments staying positive with everything going on, the whole coronavirus thing and how Chris has has dealt with that and uh, he's moving to LA here and uh, we talk about a lot, talk about his top three wrestling interviews that he has not had yet and I think you're going to, it's quite the list it's hard to argue that the those are the three uh, huge names, and uh, we talk wrestling with no audience, and how uh, how he's enjoyed watching wrestling without the crowd. Uh, just just a lot with Chris. We talked we talked for a good good minute after the show for a good period of time as well. He's he's just someone such a positive, upbeat guy. It's hard not to like the guy. It's uh, although I'm sure there's a few on social media. Uh, but, uh, he's a great one. And, and I truly value his time and, and uh, make it time to do the show without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet, the big guy. Hello. How are you? I'm great, man. Thank you so much for having me back on. I was excited. I'm, uh, I was like, I haven't talked to Chris in a bit on this and, uh, I've only had, I think Dolph Ziggler's brother, Ryan Nemeth is the only one I've had on twice. And, oh, wow. But I'm, uh. I'm shifting a little bit on uh, I'm always adjusting and evolving and uh, I'm trying on the podcast thing. Well, I got a few things I'm going to talk to you, but we'll talk about it on here even. But because sure, yeah. uh, I look at you as I think I, I like everything you do on like because I'm not oh, you're you. you're more like on the audio, Like This is your thing. I'm not as passionate about it. Uh, right. With other things that I got going on. But I do really, really enjoy it. But I also want it to get better. And I was like, uh, like, I was like, what kind of conversations do I want to have with people? And I'm looking at like the, I'm putting more effort in on what's going on. I go, I need to kind of, I was too broad. I didn't really have, I didn't fall into a category outside of the wrestling show, which is just, but I go, man, I want to talk to independent wrestlers more. And, uh, and almost like I've made it, I've had my success. I'm out of it. I want to go back. These guys, I like that hungry attitude. I want yeah, to, yeah. I, and so, and I was like, I could still do all my stuff I'm doing, but so I'm kind of shifting to having more independent wrestlers on, on the show as this goes forward. But I was like, I was like, I still want to keep it wrestling, like people involved in wrestling, yeah. essentially.
0: I um, think there's a, there's pros and cons to that for sure. Because as you know, you're big, the bigger the guests you have, the more audience you have. Actually, I want to ask you, cause no, I've been looking. No,
1: complete opposite. For me. No way. Yeah. The biggest names I have on do the worst. So here you want an example. And granted, I just started a new YouTube, which I want to talk about that for the podcast. And I sure. got my food stuff. But I had that guy Grim from Grim's Toy Show. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, he has blown away, specifically, uh, both audio and video. I had Stu Bennett on. And I know you just recently talking yeah, yeah. to Stu. But for example, in in all fairness, Stu was the first week we switched over to the new channel, but I think his YouTube video has like just over a thousand views. Grim, not even a week or at a week has almost eight or 9,000. Wow. So let me ask you this,
0: because I'm thinking of kind of expanding out and doing a little bit, like maybe once a month doing a conversation with someone who might be wrestling related, but not necessarily a wrestler. Okay. For example, like Clark Duke is a good friend of Dolph Ziggler's. I'm sure you've
1: met him before. There's a running joke, which means uh, with him and eating chili, and I've sent him videos before, but yes.
0: So I think that having Clark Duke on to talk filmmaking and acting and his love of wrestling, I would love to just kind of make that connection. But I know that my downloads for that episode are going to be like at least half. So I want to ask you, when you interview
1: an author or someone, how bad are your podcast downloads by comparison? It depends. Sometimes, that's what i found, though. They do go down. So, I've never... You know how Gary always says, like, just make posts and don't worry? Yeah, yeah. I, Chris, yeah. I literally don't give... Like, I'm not invested in it. Like, I don't take anything personal because my yeah. social media has been hit so hard on, on engagement. I just don't... I know, like, there's things I do that, that do awesome and there's other things yeah. I do that suck. And they're, not that they suck. I, I, I enjoy everything that I do. So, I just quit giving a shit about it. Like, and yeah. that might not be... So there's just different mindsets on everything. And you'll hear like the Grant Cardone, who's obsessed with being number one. I was like, man, I have a feeling he doesn't enjoy a lot in life. I really, I really. Yeah. Other than
0: winning. I think Grant Cardone winning a lot. But I was talking to Lillian Garcia, who does like maybe out of five wrestling interviews, she'll throw in like one or two like other interviews. And she says
1: that they do like a quarter of the views. Yeah. And I'm like, of course, because all your fans are wrestling fans. And I just had, and that does happen. And I've had it. And I see. I found too, though, what I enjoy doing and learning might not translate to my audience. And unfortunately, yeah, I'm I'm staring. Man, and this is not just me. This is everyone in wrestling. The Rock might be the only one who's escaped it completely. Is you get pigeonholed for that wrestling persona and audience, and it's almost like the rest of the world. You're always a wrestler. You can't do anything else. And I found that when I try to talk, like there's people that have formed an opinion of me wherever that came from that will not even remotely change that opinion. Nothing. But Ryback can't speak about this or can't speak about that or it has to be wrestling related. And that's where I was kind of going with the independent wrestlers as like, well, I'll still have all that stuff in there, but at least they have the wrestling conversation with the positivity or whatever it is. Life. And, but yeah, but I don't go into it man, my views are going to be cut down because it's not my main source of income for me. And you do a million different things, but it's, I don't let that take away of why I want to interview a guest because I kind of, I want to talk to someone it's personally, I want to talk to them.
0: Yeah, I think I wanted, like as much as I love wrestling and it's been so good to me and I'm fascinated by having the conversations with wrestlers, I want that to only be one arm of my octopus of, you know, eight different things I have going on. Because as you said, if you pigeonhole yourself into just wrestling, I think it's a
1: death sentence because you aren't able to do other stuff. And that's where do you draw the line though? And that's like for me though, and it's finding an audience and and getting, keeping them happy. And then you do your other things and it's almost like, here's my, to give you an example, I feel like for me, the play is going to be, is, is once back wrestling and everything. And the more money Feed Me More Nutrition makes, the more leverage it gives me in other things. And then it's doing the right speaking engagement with the right people and then getting some yeah. steam. on, And then when I do my podcast on that, then that has more steam because yeah. there's a, yeah. you know, there's it's just a weird, but I, I keep going on the path and just adjusting it. And that's just what, I think, too, in our, what's going on and talking with people from, like, the podcast world and YouTube and, like, BBTV and working with them, what's going on is social media is not rewarding people that have variety. They want you doing a specific thing, and the algorithm and the the AI is, if you do anything outside of that, it's too yeah. much for the yeah. system. And they punish you. And that's where yeah. I found, I go, well, then… So, you just got to pick something and, like, run with it or, like, use the different platforms for different things solely. And uh, it's frustrating because even <laughs> podcasting, they've said, have gone down. And I don't know if you've experienced it. They told me, I think they said, twenty-five to 30,000 downloads a week is Outstanding now in the podcast world. Oh yeah, and
0: yeah, and you know, I'll tell you why. I was actually having this conversation yesterday. Podcast numbers have gone down huge over the last three months because where do most people listen to podcasts? Commuting. on their drive to work. Yeah, and nobody's commuting right now, so podcast downloads are mega down.
1: And that's what I, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, this is. I've, I've lost two of my sponsors to COVID. They pulled all their their spending essentially yeah. for podcasting because they they're looking at the numbers on that on just in the industry and the, even the advertising I get plugged in, the rates have gone down and they're yeah. not making, and they, they don't know how long that's going to last. I actually too, I'm switching things up and I'm curious on your thoughts on this is because I never did this. And people told me, I remember I had Vince Russo on, he's like, get on Patreon, get on Patreon. And I remember I briefly put stuff on there, but I never, it was, it was never a thing committed to. So I go, you know what? I got the wrestling show. I, I'm doing two podcasts a week. I go, and I talk to my guy. I go, I'm going to take the shooting blanks wrestling report and make that a Patreon exclusive. I'm pulling it off audio everything. And I go, and for people, cause that does good numbers. And I go, and I'm not, obviously not everyone's going to pay for it to come over there, but I go, I'm also not going to have it on any other platforms. I'm, we're going to put a clip or two a week on Ryback TV. And then one clip from the conversation, And then if you subscribe, we're going to do two things, $3 for the shooting blanks report every month for four episodes and the full package for $5 for the conversation with the big guy video. And no, I'll add free all of this. So you get both of them for $5 a month. And if you want to listen to the conversation, we will keep that available on all podcast platforms to keep the growth of it on that that's
0: so cheap that uh, five bucks a month is nothing it's it should a, be maybe five and ten or ten and twenty
1: i think no but i think that when you look at it from a numbers thing that it's i think other people are doing it too and some people do a dollar for this show and i'll tell you who i was talking to crazy phoenix marie on her OnlyFans. Sure. this is again yeah, the, only fans
0: we've been crushed
1: on OnlyFans
0: and patreon
1: it so she told me what she makes per month on OnlyFans. And like she's buying her second house in a matter of like a year. Like I mean, wow. It is. <laughs> I'll tell you off the air because I'm not going to share her business publicly. It is. Uh, it blew me away, and she has a regular full time job as a doctor's office too. And she wow, told, we went to pro uh, to lunch at Greens and Protein, and she told me. And she goes, "I probably make more than you, Ryan." And I laughed. I go, "Get out of here, Phoenix." So she told me, "I go, yeah, you do." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting you talk about being pigeonholed because nobody looks at Joe Rogan and goes, ah, that guy's just the comedian. Ah, that guy's just the UFC commentator. He's built this incredible brand for himself just organically and
1: naturally. How long did it take though, too, though, Chris? That's the other thing. Well, He's been chipping <laughs> away at this for before this was like big, twelve years,
0: if not. Even yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody talks about Joe Rogan's episode number three hundred and forty-three or episode five hundred and seventeen because no one was listening then. Now that he's on episode fourteen hundred, you know, obviously,
1: has the momentum. And that's the thing, dude. That whole patience thing comes in and being consistent, and I think that's what comes into like enjoying what you do as well and looking at it and again though there's different things like if you just do it and this is it's almost like the when i look at it too you got like those guys independent wrestlers that work a regular job they just love wrestling and they're just they do a weekend show and they wrestle for 20 years nobody knows who they are but they're having the time of their life and then there's like so there's like that mindset and i've never had that mindset and i looked at it like that with the podcasting thing is too i go this is something i want to do forever i just want to keep adjusting it and evolving it and i go but there's that time i go Fuck, though, I do want to be number one eventually on this. Like, I really yeah. – But I go, I've had a lot to learn. And I go, I don't I don't like wasting my time. And I go, but I'm not because I enjoy the conversations. But that's where now I'm putting in supplements have the momentum rolling. I go, okay, let's start looking at the podcast. What can we do? But Joe is consistent. Like, he's, I don't know how many years he did it before at some point momentum took over and his other things caught on. And, again, he's a I think like, it, was
0: only, it was only in the last three or four years that that became – A major thing. Everybody knows who Joe Rogan is now.
1: He's the number one podcaster every single week. He he landed that huge deal on Spotify, but like he can go. Yeah, that's a game game changer. You know, too. By the way, like I I look at Joe, and I'm like, I like, and I'm taking that simplistic attitude towards things. Like I would like take time and write up a write up for the guest each week, and I look at I look at Joe, and it's just like ah. Chris Rock this week. That's <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, and it's three hours and thirty minutes, and like, but yeah, the fact that he's had Elon
0: Musk on twice, and of course, you know, someone like Kevin Hart's on the show, but then you yeah. got Bernie Sanders coming on the show, like, and this is going to change interviewing, right? And It's just a matter of time before the Rock
1: does his show. I think it's crazy the Rock hasn't. That has to be a power play with those guys too, a little bit because Joe brings the Rock has been done people. like a long form conversation, yeah. That would be great to bring. What do you think that's the number one listen to episode if he brings The Rock on and they talk about The Rock running for president? <laughs> oh,
0: definitely. I think that his number one episode right now is the first Elon Musk episode, the one where he smoked
1: weed. I listened to the entire thing. And uh, the fact that he's so good at getting guys to come on and be just be comfortable. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, have- I think a lot of that is a lot of that is in what we don't see on camera or we don't hear on the podcast. I think it's you roll up to this warehouse that's basically like a playground for grown men. It's and you can do absolutely everything in there. Oh, you want to go do some kickboxing? I'll do that over here. You want to shoot some bows? I'll do that over here. And then I think you do all that stuff, you really bro out and have a great time. And then it's like, all right,
1: okay, all that stuff we talked about. Let's go, let's go sit down and record it now. So you think that's the play? You think Joe and just invites like people over to hang out? And then it's like, no, he, in the no, portion of this where I, the square, so. I was like, he's like, hey, back, come over and let, let's lift some weights. Oh, fuck, I'll go lift the weights with Joe Rogan. <laughs> and we're pumping iron. He's like, hey, man, take a hit. You want to go fucking do a podcast? Ah, sure, why not? He lures you in. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I don't think that's exactly the play, but I
0: think that when you get there, you go, yeah. oh, I just feel so disarmed. Chris hanging out with a with buddy?
1: Yeah, no, it's, I think, too, he is. He's so personable and, and he's intelligent, and he can have a conversation with anyone. And uh, again, too, and like a, now the the play is he brings whoever goes on his show is a game changer. You know. Yeah. Oh, definitely. If I were to be able to get on that show, feed me more nutrition. Sales would go. I mean, even higher. I mean, there's no of course. And it just. in how long would that last? You who knows? But I mean, it's he give. It's like a, an entrepreneur going on Shark Tank. You get a boost no yeah. matter what. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's like this generation's kind of like Oprah. Like when Oprah used to be the kingmaker, the queenmaker. Now, when you go on Joe's show, it's the exact same thing. If you're a comedian, you're going to be on a tour now, or your sales are going to go through the roof. Your followers are certainly going to spike. It's an amazing world we're living in right now, because just five years ago, we were obsessed with Vine videos that were nine seconds long. Now, when you see an hour and a half long Joe Rogan episode, you're like, ah, it's only an hour and a half. What happened here?
1: That's a good question. I was going to like the, the way things are changing and evolving. And I want to talk about what's going on with the virus with you too. But like the next five years, I look at that. Like what I really think and like in talking with Phoenix, I really think and online with the way the world is evolving and changing and like working for yourself is so big right now. Those, the people doing the best are the ones that tend to work for themselves online or yeah. one way or another with the way everything that's going on in the world. But trends are changing. Even podcasting, it's an oversaturated thing. And that's where the Rogan thing comes in again. I think it, the game is going to be the who sticks around the longest and yeah, who rides well, it out. And, but that <laughs> comes down to who enjoys what they do.
0: Well, I think the the best thing about podcasting is anybody can have a podcast. Yeah. And the worst thing about podcasting is anybody can have a podcast. And you know, to quote uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, the cream will always rise to the top. Oh, yeah. But it's true. you it know. If you're, if you're consistent with this and you're putting out great material, it can't be ignored. No. Uh, and I think that the biggest thing is people put, you know, st- they'll start a podcast, they'll put out three episodes, see their download numbers and go, oh, this is not worth the time. Because it's such a labor of love, as you know. Absolutely. And then they'll give up. And most podcasters give up after like five episodes. Is that what it is? Yeah. I think I don't know the exact numbers, but I'll make them up anyway. Yeah, yeah, but it's it something is. like <laughs> <laughs> it's something crazy like. 70% of podcasts give up after one episode and like 85 give up after five
1: episodes. Yeah. Into and talking about things. And I went the, you know, I actually went the opposite way. I started out the first year making great money and doing it. And things just kept going up and up and up. And then all the things changed with the listening. And we switched from audio boom to mid-roll. And, and then it like got cut in half for a while. <laughs> and then it slowly trickled down. And I was still trying yeah. to find what the the way, and then finally when I got into doing conversations and, and adjusting it, it went back up again. And it's been, but it's mm-hmm. been kind of leveled off for a while on that. And but I found like to just again, I just look at the trends, and I, I've had some pretty big names, and they don't move the needle for me. And I don't know if it's- I think. What it-
0: What it comes down to is you have to do what you're passionate about. If you love it, then somebody else out there, millions of other people are going to love this same thing too. So I think that that's where everybody's podcast needs to begin. What do I love and what do I want to talk about every single week? And then you need to be consistent
1: and you actually have to do it every single week because so many people don't, you know, and that's the thing you got consistency, that and patience are the two things, keys to success, two of the, two of the keys to success with that. And, It's that's what separates people is doing it over time and riding through and understanding. I think, too, it's it's like and I look at it and I go back, I look at periods. I go, man, the show that I don't want to say it sucked, but I I look at the numbers. I go, I understand why the numbers were what they were because where I was and what was going on. And then as you change and adjust and you see him move up and but you definitely it's an oversaturated market and we can focus on that all day long. But again, I think you said cream always rises to the top. And something with you I've been impressed on, too, is your YouTube and how you've been able to take that and, and put that on audio, essentially, and find success there as well. Have you noticed YouTube, what's going on over there? Because it has changed massively in the 10 months that I've been on there. And I signed with BBTV as well. And I'm doing some That's of the great. things that they have recommended. And it's actually going the opposite way of what we thought gotten worse and I'm like, but I ride it out because I enjoy what I'm doing. And it's obviously tied into feed me more nutrition and sales funnels. And so I'm not overly concerned, but I, I do look, I go, the numbers were so high in 10 months and then they kind of, they've gone down. Have you experienced that on your end, the numbers going down at all on YouTube?
0: I think that for me, my channel is so guest oriented, yeah. right? So it depends on number one, who my guest is and number two, what they talk about. And, you know, anything could really come up in the 45 minutes to an hour that we're going to talk. So I just put it out there. And if it does great, cool. And if it doesn't do well. All right, I'll have another interview in a few days. So to answer your question, sure. Yeah, there's some interviews that I thought would do better that don't do well. And then there's some uploads that just crush. Like I have an interview with The Big Show from 2016. Best one, right? Yes, for sure. It's It's my most watched wrestling interview, like bar none it's my third most watched video this year. I was just looking at my analytics and it's from four years ago. Like, so obviously somehow that got into the algorithm, it's getting recommended a bunch and that's really it. And I think it's anyone's guess how those recommendations work.
1: I know too with me and what I had to do is is create a separate channel because they told me I had too much variety uh, for YouTube. And what happened did they go, they based off the analytics uh, people were subscribing to the food videos by far the most. And sure. then I started putting workout videos and, and drinking videos and fan mail videos, and then podcast clips, wrestling podcast, a conversation podcast, wrestling clips. And they said- you created a new channel for every single one of those? No. So what we did okay. is, because is, I would lose my mind if I had to do that. The <laughs> I switched Ryback TV to feed me more TV. And only am doing feeding time where I do the food video. And the Ryback has heat where I eat hot stuff. So, only so, eating. So, okay. people that – because based on what they were saying is people on the algorithm in YouTube goes by people's viewing habits. So, if someone subscribes to a feeding video or a food video and they watch food reviews and then they're getting recommended these all these other videos and they don't click on them, what happens is YouTube just stops recommending your channel in the homepage of people. All together. Right. And it, sure. does, it doesn't happen overnight, they said. And, it, and I noticed we could see the trend of when I started doing more videos. And so they said, and they go in the, the podcast, they go create a new channel just for the podcast and the clips. And and it's it's going to suck for a bit, but hopefully people migrate over on that, which they are started to. And eventually they said it could take two to three months, but that new algorithm information will update. And I'll start getting recommended for wrestling podcast and the other wrestling podcast on that channel. And then I'll start showing back up on the food videos. And they said numbers Mm. should go back up. But in the short term, the first month they've actually gone down.
0: It's interesting because they asked they ask me to do the exact same thing. Yeah. Every yeah, time I post, post a clip on my main video, I would actually lose subscribers. People would be like, what, what's this clip? I came here to watch a full length interview. Yeah. So I started a CVV clips channel and it's so heartbreaking to put like these amazing clips on there of like, you know, these beautiful moments from these um, interviews or these, you know, great nuggets of knowledge. And then it gets like 400 views. And I'm like. Yeah. If I put this on my other channel, I would have got like 40,000 views. So That's I'm, tough. Your, your boy DJ Dells has been helping me a lot with making this channel and he's amazing and yeah. he's really driven to make this thing a success. But now I'm sitting here on the fence going, do I want to put that much effort into a channel that only has 2000 subscribers when my other channel is doing really
1: well and has been around for nine years? That's the same thing. I I was really frustrated. I actually told them to to fuck off. I was really angry over it because I was like, "This is I'm not." I go, "This is my personality." I go, "That's your," and but then I look at it. I go, "You know what though? It's not my platform. I don't make the rules. If they're gonna reward based off that stuff, it's like that. in anything in life, you have to either evolve and adjust, or you get left behind. And who's to say if right. you are doing that?" If they're not rewarding you for that, you know, what happens in, in a year or two if your videos are only getting five or 10,000 views that we're getting hundreds of thousands and there's nothing in the quality is no different. And I saw that firsthand on my food videos, which I got one, the Pocky chip is about to hit a million and they got others, wow. three, four, five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand, 800,000. And then a bunch of them in the hundreds. I haven't had a video hit the hundreds and I hit over a hundred thousand and forever. I'm lucky now those same videos are getting between five to 20,000 views consistently that we're getting much higher before and i'm not falling into the algorithm at all on any videos which is hurting hmm. it, it limits your visibility so it's just adjusting and i go you know what i'm gonna do the other channel and it's just like anything just be patient and once the yeah. momentum will kick in eventually and i think that's what's going to happen i know? hope so it's, it's never going to be as good as the main channel.
0: Although it's interesting because you look at like Joe Rogan's clip channel and it gets more views every month than his main channel. And that, that's actually the case for like Logan Paul's channel, really? a lot of people. And this is what they sold me on. And I'm like, this does make sense. It's just watching this process of trying to make this thing grow is it's, it's difficult.
1: But to see, see, here's the other thing though. And I'm I'm curious if they started out like that. And it comes down to though, Chris is just not caring. Like I know, And because I see it in the people, I just block them where people be like, oh, man, nobody gives a fuck about you only got 100 views on that video. I'm not going to explain myself what we're doing to that person. They can go like I'm not I'm not worried about the the likes because I know where it's going. If it and again, it's just you got to fall into that algorithm. And once that happens, those videos start taking off again. And I'm I'm curious, those guys, too, you're talking about people. Everyone's on a different playing field and the marketing wise. I know the potential for my show if I start putting money into it, marketing that I put for my supplements is going to be a game changer. I don't do that because it all goes into my supplements because that's the first thing that needs to be built up for everything else. Yep. That's the foundation. These guys also have a level of wealth where they're able to experience, experiment more and promote things better. And they can get results even quicker. Because at the end of the day, it's all about money. The more money you have, the more, the more power and freedom and options you have with this and that. So into it. So it comes down to just how patient are you with it? And, and then promoting and that's like too the biggest brands in the world all spend the most on marketing and promotion. And so that's my, my podcast. Do I have the number one podcast? No, I also don't market it like the number one part podcast, which needs to be done for that to happen. It really. Well, there's, there's no reason you
0: shouldn't be in the top 10 all the time. Like everybody else in the top 10 is a yeah. former wrestler, former wrestling personality.
1: You know, it's just, but it comes down to to marketing and different things and finding the audience, and you know, I think too, just understanding social media and what each platform can bring to you and the value, yeah, and and adjusting Definitely. to it. So that's uh, patience. It's always been the thing. It's it's got me everything I have in life. So. The, it's uh, like a
0: master class on, on content creation here. I have what, no idea we talk about this. I
1: have a whole page of notes, and this should just be the con- like, what, how to start up a podcast and adjust <laughs> <laughs> with Chris Van Bleet and Ryback. <laughs> How are you doing with everything going on with coronavirus?
0: I'm good. I just, I wish we all knew when this thing was going to end. And I think that that's what's been so difficult about this. We all had plans. You know, we all had plans for the spring. We all had plans for the summer, whether they were going to certain concerts, vacations, maybe starting a new job. For me, it was moving, which I still am doing, but it's just been a little bit delayed. And I just think what's been so tough about this is in March, we were kind of told, oh, this will just be two weeks. If we all quarantine for two weeks, this thing will be taken care of and we all kind of reluctantly did it and then two weeks turned into like 10 weeks and here we are and i just don't feel like things are really progressing that much more and all i want is for everybody to be safe and healthy in this situation so that we can all get out on the other side
1: and for this to be a better situation for everybody yeah i uh where are you at right now by the way
0: i'm in cincinnati right now but i'm moving to los angeles on
1: sunday which I remember we talked about that before when we were texting, which I'm excited for you to be because you're going to be a lot yeah, closer to you. Vegas, so that's good.
0: Yeah, I I'll, I could just drive over there. Hey Chris, can you do want to do a food video today? Yes. <laughs> so actually, when I talked to Stu the other day, he's like, "We'll have to uh, invite the Ryback." I love that he calls you the <laughs> Ryback. <laughs> we'll have to get the Ryback over here and we'll have some drinks." I'm like, "Yes, sounds
1: great." That means Stu, he's one of my best friends and even if we don't talk for a bit and the uh, he came on for my thing too with that man. He he's one of the genuinely like just good human beings. He actually too when he left WWE and I talked to him, I was already thinking like I when I wanted to leave, but when I saw him leave, that was like the the you know what? I'm going to leave too. Cuz like we're, hmm. we're just at like I he's such a I respect him so much just for everything. Like he's he's just he loves wrestling but he's not there's different levels to it of like how he loves other things and he's intelligent though. And, uh, and he's, he's
0: become an amazing actor. Like I think that a lot of times you see a wrestler starring in a movie and you kind of, you know, roll your eyes a little bit. And then if you watch this movie, if you watch I am vengeance or you watch I am vengeance retaliation, you're like, this guy's a bonafide action star.
1: And he stands out from the other, and he's, he's he's taller than these other guys, the other action heroes. And he has that English accent that I think just, he just looks like a badass.
0: Yeah. And I but he has I like I the badass like that the air, but
1: it's But he's a badass.
0: <laughs> he has the badass English accent, not like the, you know, like the Queen's accent. Yeah. Like he has the Jason Statham, like I am going to mess you up
1: accent. If you believe it. But two in his movies, he likes a good drink and he likes a good cigar. And so <laughs> these roles he's playing, I go, my favorite part is I go, I feel like I'm really watching you. <laughs> <laughs> outside of when we're bullshitting and just laughing, but that's like, he he really is. Uh, he loves that stuff. And I told him that fight scene from retaliation, the beginning, the strip club fight scene. I go, it gave me flashbacks to Terminator in a weird way. And I go, it wasn't mm. Terminator, but I go just the, 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 the music playing in the background. And just why I, I go, I go just, man, I right off the bat, I liked the movies. So, but yeah, he's out in LA and I think with the virus, what you're saying it's, Vegas just, fa- bars just got shut, but put back to phase one here. Yeah. And I think I everyone's th- nervous.
0: I think the thing I don't understand here is if masks are going to be the thing that prevent this from spreading, why weren't they implemented earlier? Like that's a that's a genuine question that I would, <laughs> very nice. Very one, nice promo ready. here. <laughs> I just yeah. think that, I think when when things were shut down, when we were in lockdown in March and April and things started reopening in May, they should have gone, all right, Okay, we are going to reopen restaurants and we are going to reopen gyms. But if you want to go to your gym and if you want to go to a restaurant, you got to wear a mask. And all of us who had been in quarantine for 10 weeks would have gone, yes, absolutely. Sure. Of course we will. You can't open stuff with no restrictions. And then two months later, go, oh, yeah, by the way, you got to start wearing masks. It's like, well, of course, nobody's going to do it now because you didn't tell us we
1: had to. It's been half assed from the beginning. It's been unorganized. And I honestly, and we all are going to have our opinions. It's just too conveniently unorganized for me that, and it's causing confusion and it's causing anger with people. And, and there's, and I understand all of it. And we all just want to be safe and be healthy. And, you know, we have that Dr. Fauci in the beginning saying masks don't work. Well, that guy should be fired if he doesn't believe masks work or if they don't work or they do. And he's at that level and he doesn't know yeah. that at that point or time. And he's putting that out. And th- there's, And we see these different memes and things of why wearing a mask works. So I think no matter what we think our personal opinions, we don't have to wear them when we're outside or at home. Okay. If we want to go to places, no mask, no shoes, no shirt, no service sort of thing. Like you're not allowed in, but they didn't do that. They didn't do it here. They're like, well, masks are optional. And so you're going to have some people wearing them and you got most people not wearing them. And then you want to start saying, no, no, you guys need to wear them. You need to wear them. And you're like, no, wait, you just said this. And so now it's just everyone's angry, and you got people judging people and being angry, and it's it's all half-assed. And like my thing is, if you're gonna shut down, you shut down everything, you freeze rent, you freeze all bills that you don't go into a hole. That's what like. You, you have to stop everything if that's what we're going to do and it hasn't we've allowed the wealthy to get richer and we're allowing everyone else to struggle and that's where the anger is coming in and i don't think people are going to stand for another full shutdown and the like no. the, the governor no
0: i don't think you can i don't think you can put the toothpaste back in the tube here no. i i think it's it's out i understand the idea of shutting down bars and nightclubs that one makes sense to me but what i don't get here is we don't know when we're going to come out of this oh. and And it's just been really frustrating because everybody just wants life to get back to normal. I think at the end of the day, that's what everybody wants. And it's just been such a frustrating thing because there's been no guidance. This kind of feels like when your parents send you to your room when you're a kid and they're like, go to your room for an hour. And you're like, okay, fine. So you're in your room. And at the 55 minute
1: mark, they go, we mean another hour. And you're like, what
0: what do you mean? I've, I've been doing
1: all the things you told me to do. If and that's no exactly reason. what yeah, And they life just life. keep extending it and extending it and extending it. Then eventually they leave the house and your door's locked. And mom, <laughs> mom, <laughs> mom. <laughs> I
0: think it'd be easier for all of us. And I understand that this is not possible right now, but it'd be easier for all of us if they go, when this quarantine thing started in March, if they'd gone, all right, this is going to suck. A lot, okay? But we're all going to have to stay in our houses. We're going to have to do our part. If you got to go to the grocery store, it's just one member per family. You'll wear a mask. We're going to have to do this till July 1st. I know it sucks. I know it sucks. But on July 2nd, you can go on your vacations. You can go on your cruises. You can do whatever you need to do. I think we all would have gone all right. Yeah. I, I, I think we can agree to that. Instead, yeah. it was like, all right, let's do this for two weeks. Okay. Now we're going to extend this for another four weeks. Okay. It's going to be another month. And it's like, well,
1: what is it? What is going on here? Nobody has stepped up and been a leader essentially. And but, and even late in, you know, and I say this and knock on, on the president or anything like that, on that and on a political end, just in general, information wise, there's been, like you just said, the way you just presented that is with compassion though and understanding and that this does suck. It's like the lack of authenticity. I think we all feel like there's something fucking else going on to some like weird, cause it's just so unorganized on, on so I, many I, levels.
0: A part of me feels like a cure or vaccine is gonna magically get approved the last week of October. Yep. Uh, just in time for the election, just in time for the polls to open. I, I just feel, I, and I don't know this as a fact, obviously. I just no. kind of feel like that's what's going to happen, and then Trump's going to get reelected
1: because he now has control of the situation. What it shocked me—nothing shocks me anymore. And at the other end, where people think it's a—it's a ploy to get him out of office with the whole mail-in ballot thing, and that's why he's been making things about the the, the scams with the ballots, and it's uh. It's very interesting how this has turned into a political thing. Yeah. Um, no, and I don't know. I don't have any of the answers, but I do I here's what I do believe, and I and I tell you this. I think if we just said, all right, tomorrow the world is just gonna go back to normal, no rules, no regulations, the news just stopped the news, just say the news just stopped covering it altogether. I yeah. oddly think it would just kind of go away and do it to the not like disappear entirely, but it just would, I don't think people. I think life would just go back to normal. I really do. I'd, I'd
0: like, I'd like to believe that would be true, but I just I don't, don't see that happening. No, they're not. This I, has been, in the, this has been in the news cycle longer than any news yeah. story I can think about. And I worked in news for 15 years.
1: I can't think of another story. It's been in the news cycle this long. We've been talking about this since January. And you know what too is really interesting In two with me and like now, and the way that they're covering it. And I look at it in, not once has the news touched how protesting and no mask and all that and the riots, they won't go near that. Like they they never, and how the spike in numbers could be tied to that. And they just ignored all of it. And they just, they just covered that for that story, for what that was, and then shifted right back into the coronavirus thing. Oh, Independence Day, this is causing all this chaos. This hasn't, what about all this just past two months that just happened that, it's just very odd to me the way it's on, like, I feel like I'm living in idiocracy crazy land watching it. Anybody I talk to that is of normal intelligence or what I consider normal intelligence and can have a normal conversation, they all think the same thing. So well, just-
0: the, the thing is this started as a health pandemic. Yeah. It started as you could get this thing that could infect you. You might not even know you're infected. It could kill you and then kill other people. Then this is kind of morphed into Obviously, an economic problem, and it's obviously also gone into a problem with people in depression, people in um, abusive relationships, and that's not getting a lot of coverage either. But no. that seems to be the bigger suicide. pandemic here. The suicide rates, yes, are going up. If you're in a, if you're living with somebody and you're in an abusive relationship, my heart goes out to those people because for the ten weeks you were in quarantine, you're stuck with this person who you used to have an outlet to leave your house and go to work or whatever to get away from
1: them. Exactly. And I look at this as like, I, and I've had to live this life with my injuries and things and get used to it. And it was difficult to to shut down, but I enjoy being alone for the most part. I'm okay with it, but I still need to get out. But the majority of people aren't good in that situation. They need to get out and they need to be social and they need to be around other people. And also I have the luxury of having a, a bigger house, a little more room, a nice backyard, where I can kind of still get out and like go for a drive. A lot of people don't have that luxury. If you're living in a, a smaller apartment, and like, and I yeah. look at, I go, man, these people, and then whatever issues you have going on, I go, this is a really difficult situation, and we're putting people in it. It's
0: well, we've you know, talked a lot about the negatives yeah. of this. There there have been some positives. Like I think it's been a really good time to be able to focus on what's important to you and who's important to I you. I agree. It's been, I heard someone refer to this as the great pause. And it really has been. It's been a chance to kind of hit pause on the crazy lives that we all yes. live, You know, whatever we were doing. Maybe you were traveling a lot. Maybe you were working a ton, whatever. You've been able to hit pause and kind of take a look at what's really important to you. So I think that that's a good thing, for sure.
1: Absolutely. And I think a lot of people have found that and I know for me too, one thing with that, Chris, is I look at in like social media. I delete it off my phone now for a good part of the day and only use it when I have to do my work. And then I keep it off my phone because I found what I think this is happening to a lot of people, is yeah. they're going on social media more than ever as well. And, and yeah. that's good and bad with that. It's like anything, I think it's balanced. A little TV can be entertaining and good. But if you're sitting at home, you know, just imagine that conversation we used to say, you know, people in, in within. in if you're sitting around, you watch over a few hours of TV a day, and they had all this these different things and how bad it was. And what, yeah, yeah. And now you look, if you pulled up the average person's phone screen time, yeah, it would, tra- I mean, just just completely trample that. And oh, yeah. And I think it's 8, 9, 10, 11 hours on a lot of people. And it's like, depending on, I really do, if you just based off. So, but for me, that was one of the things I go, live life, whatever I can do, and like, just. Stay off of it outside of when I go on for business and then go live life. And I found for me, I go, that's something I've missed the last few years being so busy with everything is I'm looking forward to just living life. And I think that those interactions and real living life, it eliminates a lot of problems. And
0: I think one of the big things I've really learned during this is. Some of our greatest moments that we have are those shared social experiences, and humans by nature are social beings. And I think that it's been tough these last four months not being able to go to live sports, live wrestling, to concerts, to comedy shows, because those moments I think are the the moments that define you know some of the best times of our life. Sure, you have the great moments when you're sitting with a loved one, you know, just just the two of you or a nice family dinner or something, but you'll always remember the that great football game you went to or that epic wrestling match you saw or you, you know, a, a parade or something like that. And sharing those moments with other people, I think is something that I'm so excited for that to start happening again.
1: And we, they, it's, it's all gone right now. And I think a lot of people, and that it's tough. It, it's really, that's one thing I'm, I'm genuinely excited. And even in me living this and being antisocial sometimes, and uh, I love, I was like, man, and I j- just gyms being open. I'm so happy just to be able to go work out in the gym, not in my gym. Because, just to be around yeah. people. And, and I think that's something it is it, and that there's a reason why, like in prisons, like when they put people in solita- solitary confinement, they go crazy because it, they, they're not they don't have that interaction. And it's we're so I'm hoping for everyone's sake that we're able to do this. And I do think it's gonna have a positive ending at the end of the day, even though there's definitely negatives going on. With it in that, but it's just, uh, we all need to find a way because it's, and I said this, I feel like in a way where people are becoming, we're we're a lot more volatile with each other and angry with each other in a way with the mask situation and the health thing. And I think at the end of the day, we just, we have to just take a step back and pause, like you said, and and look at, and, and there are a lot of positives with this as well. Even though in the time being, it can, it's easy to get angry over it, but dwelling on the negatives will never solve the problem. That is, that is. No.
0: And, And as you know, what you focus on is how you feel. And when this is all done and we look back on this in 2031 or whatever, we will remember this. And this is the great thing about memories. It's the fascinating thing about memories. We live them in seconds and minutes and days and weeks we remember them in like one sentence. We remember them in one moment. So when we look back on this in like 2031, we'll go, oh yeah, 2020, Yeah, it was tough. You know, it was tough. We we stayed in a lot, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but we we got through it and we're better off because of it. And that's, we will remember an entire year like that. And I think that that's what's so fascinating about this. And it's hard to step back and appreciate that because we are living in it right now. We are living in history right now.
1: How is for you too with wrestling, how have you wrestling ratings are going down? And then i watch it every week and different things. It's definitely not the same without a crowd. How is it in your experience viewing it, it, it without a crowd?
0: I got to say, I'm actually really I'm, I'm very shocked that the ratings are down as low as they are, yeah. because when days. we were all locked into our houses on a Monday night at eight o'clock, we were all home. And that was not the case ever in the history of television. You know, on a Monday at eight o'clock, you might be out to dinner, you might be at a birthday party, you might be working late, whatever. from March until May, everybody was at home, I would have thought the ratings would have doubled, maybe tripled. And I was actually really surprised to see them go down. But Having no fans there, I think has been a reminder of like the strange time that we're living in. So while it was nice, and while it is nice to see this sliver of normalcy, of seeing wrestling every single week, and I'm so glad it's on because it reminds us like, there's a lot of craziness going on in the world, but wrestling will always be there. Not everything It's also It's this reminder of like, wrestling's on, but it's not quite the same. And it was actually Hurricane Helms that explained this best to me, he goes, you need crowds because this is like going to a comedy show with no audience. It's not the same.
1: That's it's 100% right. That's it's, what a great analogy with that. You imagine watching a comic and you're just watching it home on television and there's no laughter. And it's-
0: Even when you do watch a comedy special at home and you're sitting on the couch with your friend or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, whatever, you don't. You're not sitting
1: there busting out
0: laughing. No. It's
1: just not the same reaction. It's not. It's not because that energy is gone from other people. Yes, I mean, that, that's uh, and that's what pro wrestling. That to me, see, that's what I love the most about pro wrestling is yeah. is the energy aspect and the adrenaline and that rush. And you take that away. It, I commend all the wrestlers that are, are performing and all of it. It is. Oh yeah. What they are doing on TV is the toughest thing for any performer. Like it is. And the scheduling, and, and the, I'm sure there's especially on like WWE side with what I've heard on the tapings, it's a it's, it's a mess, and it's not yeah. easy. And those guys to step up, the guys and girls like that, and whether they want to or not is, but they they are. So it's. I think
0: the one key thing that's missing here is that crowd's reaction to help someone get over. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. you, you think in the, the history of wrestling, how many people have gotten over that weren't supposed to get over. But the crowd it's just hard. kept pushing so hard for them to get over. That's not happening right now. We don't have that You're feedback. You're falling to a T now.
1: And every week is kind of the same. And that's what, like, even, you know, like Drew McIntyre, and I like Drew a lot. I wish he had a crowd there right now for as his rise. Yeah. That it's, I, I was telling Raj Geary on the, in the wrestling report, I go, this is kind of going to be like the forgotten period in wrestling that I think we're all going to forget. It will always be remembered, obviously, in history for this, how crazy this is in wrestling in front of no crowd. But from an emotion standpoint, yeah. it's going to kind of compare to other moments. Man, I can't wait. I, I tell you, if things can get back to normal, I can't wait to watch the first shows for, for wrestling.
0: Oh, me too. For Yes, I'm... And I and I wonder when things do get back to normal. Is it going to be restricted crowds? Is it going to be twenty five percent of the people allowed in and like only two people per row? I don't
1: M- know. Maybe, but that'd be better than nothing right now. It would. I but like from a wrestling standpoint, I think like I would love if it if we somehow could just skip all of that and it was just full crowds again. That, sure. That first night back and and with the shows because like I think really cool going on with AEW and NXT and like there's yeah. not that i'm like i'm pulling for aew so bad like i I want them like but and i like the competition because it's going to make everyone better but i was like it's just like with all of it and people are coming in and like without crowds i go oh it's just it's not the same we we need them back
0: it's funny watching the wednesday night war because everything that aew does the next day nxt goes oh yeah well we were going to do that too yeah so AEW goes, oh, we're going to have a uh, fighter fest. It's going to be free to everybody. It's going to run two Wednesdays in a row on TNT. And then NXT goes, oh, yeah, well, um, uh, we're bringing back the great American
1: bash. It's like, Which, by the way, your dad came up with, right? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) True. Yeah, yeah. Or like renew your trademark in that period,
0: and and like yeah. Remember the first few weeks where WWE was basically highlight like they put lights on the empty seats, and they were basically going, "Look, we're wrestling in an empty arena." And then you turned on dynamite, and the crowd was blacked out. You couldn't see the black. The seats were all blacked out. Mm -hmm. The camera was facing the entranceway. And they put the focus where the focus needed to be, on the wrestlers in the ring, which I thought was fascinating when two weeks later, the camera angles changed on uh, all WWE products.
1: Yeah. And uh, really interesting period we're in. I'm truly enjoying it. And competition makes everyone better. And I like, and, and, you know, I've talked briefly with Cody there and like, man, I could just see there. I'm excited. AEW is And I was talking to Raj about this uh, and from a marketing book that I'd read where WWE has said like fans are our number one priority. And usually in in like a lot of these evolved marketing books and a lot of the biggest businesses now, it goes employees, fans, shareholders. That should be Hmm. the if you can follow that guideline, you will create a structure in a business where your employees or wrestlers will give you everything they got. I feel like when I'm watching AEW, I feel like I see a group that is excited to work for their boss. Yeah. Just knowing what I know from inside wrestling. And then WWE is you just do what you're told and it is what it is and you collect the money. And I'm so I'm excited to see how that's going to change wrestling as people shift over to other companies and in this competition. It's, it, this is just the beginning. This is like well, this is I, nothing right now.
0: Oh, yeah. And I've always said we've, we've heard about all these people that are leaving WWE and going to AEW or going to Impact. What's going to happen when the first person from AEW leaves their contract? and goes to WWE because
1: someone will for more money. Of course. And they're they going to will. regret it the moment they're in that system. <laughs> but it's it, it will happen. It's for sure going to
0: happen and I think it's going to blow people away. Like what you're leaving AEW? Oh, that's that's interesting. If
1: Kenny Omega left and showed up on Monday Night Raw. That would be well, that'd be massive
0: since yeah. he's, you know, one of the COO's. Yeah,
1: but it'd be yeah, but I'm saying that'd be, be just you never know. At some point, three years from now, that organization is going to adapt and change as time goes on. Yeah, of course. Those guys, the guys AEW might not be watch. In those
0: yeah, the AEW we watch right now is not going to be the same AEW we watch in three or five years. No,
1: and I tell you too, what I really like, and I, I was telling Raj is, you know what I used to love about Nitro was the the Nitro girls and the Nitro parties, getting that little coverage. <laughs> And I noticed on, yeah. on the Fighter Fest they had the girls out by in the in the bikinis out there. And I go, that's well, they did that last year too. Yeah. Yeah. I go, that, I go, that yeah. I, I, I enjoy that I go, that's not that's not bad. That's not, not-. having a little eye candy around there for wrestling. And they mentioned uh, something with like parties. Yeah. And I go, Man, yeah. they should really start in it right now, timing wise with COVID, not the best time to do it, but the dynamite parties again in encouraging people to throw parties that you're gonna be on TV. I think people that's interesting. I think that yeah. But I tell you, and I, the more marketing books I want, I want to shoot Cody a message and just go, hey, before I come back, I wouldn't mind working on the marketing end of things because I have some ideas, I think, with I, what I know about what I'm learning about business and I really think it'd be valuable to the company and getting my foot back kind of in wrestling again before I come back because I was like, I see the potential for them is so far greater than WWE, in my opinion, just because of the way I know what the model is over in WWE, so... Yeah.
0: When I was at your house in December, you said you're going to make your return in 2020. Is that still part of the plan?
1: No. So the, uh, because of COVID the, I had to, my stem cells at BioAccelerator were supposed to be in April that I was going to go get those. They were going to do my leg for the nerves of my leg, my back and my shoulder, and even more than we did last time. And that was going to be it. So that got, delayed. So I scheduled, okay. I had my back done here in Vegas with my doctor on the weaker treatments that are still amazing. My shoulder done and I had my back done two and a half weeks ago, shoulder done six weeks ago. And uh, I'm feeling great and I'm doing the rehab, but the bio accelerator is now scheduled in September. But there, okay. we have to wait and see because Columbia is not allowing people to come in there right now. Mm. So yeah. that is still kind of up in the air. I'm now training and my, we've made some adjustments on the rehab. My, And after I said that with you and all this stuff happened, I go, man, I hate. I feel like I jinx myself when I give a period and stuff. Granted, this has been far greater than a jinx. But yeah, you could never predict there'd yeah. be a global pandemic, though. <laughs> Ryback says the pandemic was started to delay his return to wrestling. Ryback started the pandemic so it wouldn't have to return. The pandemic. The, uh, <laughs> but... I Firmly believe if I can get those procedures in September that I would be eyeballing the end of the year to early 2021. And uh, now, when you say you're training, are you in a ring training no, or in the gym trench? Gym, but the and it's okay. such a like, here's the thing I could go back and, and come back right now, and I could literally do everything. I'm looking at it from a pain and from a body standpoint of the cortisone ate away all my shoulder, my back's all better now. And, but sure. the shoulder is, is a very, I had a lot of atrophy and a lot of things and pain wise, I, if I ignore these issues and we see what happens if you neglect your health, I just don't want to be live my, the remainder of my life in a bad way. And I, I, I devoted a period of time to getting my health back and it's never been done what, what I'm doing. So it's not been easy. I'm at the end of the tunnel. The rehab is every day, Chris, on this stuff. And I'm so much better now. Like my my arm and my muscle and like the pain has gone away, but there's still like a little work that needs to be done. And like that's where bio comes in. They're gonna they're able to give me the stem cells in areas they're not able to give them to me here because of Mm. they're limited in how much they can do here. So that is what that final one. And now we know what little muscles I need to get those stem cells in, which should solve everything. So it's just get that, and then it's gonna be. Physically, I'm in shape right now. I'm conditioning. I'm in very ah, good shape. Yeah, you look great. But, like, as far as ring conditioning, I do my burpees. I have, I always stay in shape as far as from a conditioning standpoint. The goal is going to be get into a wrestling ring here, start. And it's going to be, I think, just doing, not going in and training like normal, but it's going to be, let's just, I'm going to learn 20 roll ups today. I'm just going to get back in there and start doing things that aren't going to hurt me physically. I know I can do the power stuff already.
0: I don't well, the good thing about the good thing about your size is you're not bumping a lot. You know, you don't have to take a lot of bumps in a match. Which
1: well, the bumps never hurt me. That's never bumps. Not never. with your not with your back. No, that was that oh. was never. It was the well, it was the backpack stunner, the compression, and then the yeah. drugs ate away the 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 drugs did the remaining damage with the toradol and cortisone. For my shoulder, cortisone was all the cause of everything. So that and again, hmm. my fault on that. But so it's just a matter of me though get back and. Once I know, it's going to take me going back and, and I, there's a school here and I've looked into getting a ring for my house. It's honestly going to be getting back in the ring for a couple weeks and just getting my brain working again. And I already know I'm going to be ready. But Doesn't d have a school out there? F, well, FSW is out here, which I have all their contact. I've talked to them before. and uh, But it's just a matter of of knowing when to pull the trigger and when to start that. And I want to get these final stem cell procedures. I have a really hard time being around wrestling and just watching it, Yeah, which I'm tempted to. Shoot down there and like want to help out a little bit just to get my brain going again. But I also know I'm going to end up in that ring the first day. I already know. Like it's not. What's wrong with that? Because it's the there's. I want to get this just a little better. I'm okay. I very all or nothing on when I do stuff, and it's, and it's a good thing. It's really, I haven't noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I do want to thank you because, and, and I'm not taking up all your time here because last time when we talked when you were here in Vegas for AEW and we had that the yeah. the first one of the Excalibur and, and we talked and you actually in, in that time period of talking to you talked to talked about the fulfillment with, and you remember you're like, you're doing everything on your own still or whatever. I go, yeah. And, but you were the one that put that fulfillment in my head and in, cause I needed to stay busy, but I was getting too busy and I was losing my mind because oh, yeah. I was getting too, the company was getting too big for me to do, it was already past that at that point, and I didn't know. I didn't know what next step to take, and uh, and then I opened up the doors with the fulfillment, and uh, what a game changer! Like it, it, I'm busier now than I was, but I have. I'm not doing the work that I was doing. I have a company doing everything. So thank well, you. and
0: I well, no no problem. And I only know that from experience. And I don't know if everybody knows this, but I own a fishing brand called. tungsten. We sell tungsten fishing weights and I was doing the same thing as you. I was fulfilling every single order that was coming into Shopify. So I was working my normal job. I would go into work at 11 a.m. I would be home at like 8.30 p.m. And then for the rest of the night, I would eat, eat something. And then for the rest of the night, I would ship orders. The next morning, I would take them to the post office. And there were some days where I was up till two or three in the morning packing orders. And what we came to, we came to a head, basically. I was about to go to Paris for work. I was about to go do an interview in Paris. And I said to my business partner, we've got two options. I'm going to be away for the next six days. So either our customers don't get shipments for six days, or we find someone else to start doing this for us. And we had like a month to figure this out. And we have the best partners, the best fulfillment partners possible. And um, it's been such a game changer because like you said, y- they're able to take care of that stuff.
1: And now you can take care of the more important stuff. And uh, marketing too. That's my next thing too. Like with that in, in marketing, even I, I read marketing books. I'm so involved in this. I got to come up with my own ads and I have my marketing company. They <laughs> push it out. They don't do that. They don't come up with the stuff though. And like, mm. this is going to be the next step is where I'm going to turn it over to a marketing agency. And I'm going to, well, I might have a guy for you there too. <laughs> it's, this is the next, this is why we're talking. It just, things happen <laughs> the, because I, but I like to learn firsthand that way I know, and I respect it a little more and, but yeah. And thank you because the, oh, the, the customer yeah, no. service, even they do it all. And I, I talk to these guys every day and it allows me, it's allowed me to scale massively, Yeah, Um, it's created all new problems of actually where, which is I look back and I go, how the hell did I do all that? But it was you recognized it and you just you put it in my head and I go, maybe he's right. (laughs) I was doing (laughs) exactly that.
0: But I do think it's important to do all the jobs when you're starting out. It's important to sweep the floor and clean the toilet and respond to the emails and answer the phones and do all that stuff. So that when your company does start to grow, you go. Oh yeah, I know exactly what it's like. I know exactly what kind of customer email you're answering right now. I I used to answer 17 of those a day.
1: Absolutely. So, but I just wanted to thank you for that because that was really, it's it's a blessing.
0: Well, I need to thank you because you were the one who really got me interested in starting a podcast. And it was the first interview that I did on this episode, on this show where you went, I think you should do this. You know, you've got an audience on YouTube. There'll be people that don't listen on YouTube. They'll just, you know, the commute, they, they, right. if they're in their car, they're not going to be able to watch. And I went, huh. Then I picked your brain a lot and I texted you a lot and it was very annoying. And you I gave me all the answers I needed. Ever. No. And now my podcast just turned one.
1: So I do want to ask you then, but before we wrap up, and because I'm always curious, because you you are very goal-driven and, and positive and, and a lot of attributes to you that I really, really, truly appreciate. Who are three wrestling interviews that you haven't had yet because we talked about you you Stu bennett i remember wade barrett was always one of them and i talked to him and the timing never worked out before and and yeah and that who are three now that or there are three that, that for you you haven't been able to, to get yet that you want or just hasn't lined up
0: I know them right off the top of my head. So Undertaker, I want to talk to The Undertaker, and he's doing a ton of interviews now. So I think it might be possible. Okay. Number two, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who you know, is one of the greatest of all time. I would love to have a conversation with him. And I'm going to be living in LA. He's living in LA. Uh, I think this might be possible. And number three, I do not think is possible, but I will keep throwing it out into the universe. And it's your former boss. I would love to sit down with Vince McMahon.
1: Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Vince McMahon. Yes. So let me ask you this. Have you reached out at all to any of these or put out feelers? Because Taker's on social media now, and I'm sure he's not. Because you know a lot of people. I would imagine you could probably. uh, I feel like Taker and uh, Stone Cold are very, very possible. I think
0: Stone Cold and that's actually one of my goals for the year is to get Stone Cold before the end of 2020 and I think it's possible because we know enough people in common that I think yeah. can put in a good word or text him and hopefully set something up. I was in touch with when remember when Undertaker was supposed to do Star uh, Starcast and then got pulled at the last minute. Yeah. He had his email as part of his um as part of his like uh, social media profile. Yeah. I reached out to his people back then and that's when he was like I mean, you can pay for his time. And it was like this ridiculous amount of yeah, money. That would have and been- I was kind of like, would that be worth it? It was a lot of money. I'm like, would that be worth it? So that was the last conversation I had with
1: them. You know how that one I already know how you can get it with him. If you and this is great. okay, if you started a GoFundMe for the Undertaker interview with your fan base. I feel like they would pay for you to be able to pay The Undertaker for that interview.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Here is The Undertaker
1: dollars one... for one hour, sir. Yeah, in quarters. <laughs> <laughs> if you showed I, up to Stanford, Connecticut with your recorder, <laughs> I feel like you could get an interview with Vince. If you were outside oh. HQ- I think there's no way. I, I think there's no way. I don't know. I so I feel like with Hunter there, someone, they'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll give you 15 minutes.
0: <laughs> I just think that, look, look, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now if it wasn't for Vince McMahon and everything that he created. Yeah, yeah, you know, whether you like him or you don't like him, yeah. Vince McMahon is an absolute genius when it comes to marketing, when it comes to branding, and when it comes to business in general. And we I would love to have that conversation with him. I just want to talk to him about business like Vince McMahon, the entrepreneur, I think would be a fascinating conversation.
1: No, I, I agree. And he's given a lot. He's like I said, we. I don't like the necessarily a lot of I don't agree with everything, but he's he's obviously brilliant on a lot of things on all that. Yeah. He's given a lot of people opportunities. It's just it, I just more of a human standpoint on my end. Uh, which is fine, uh, but again, uh, I, I think that would be such a fascinating conversation.
0: I also think it's funny when you show someone a shirtless photo of Vince, who's what in his seventies now. Yeah. I think it's just like this is drive and determination, like in a photo. Like, and I would just love to find out, like. When do you sleep? What do you do when you wake up? What's your day look like? And I think that that's the type of stuff, you know, win the morning, win the day. We've we've heard that for years. And I would love to hear what Vince McMahon's morning looks like.
1: I think, and I think a lot of that is exaggerated a little bit too. I think because you see it, not to say, I think he does sleep. He, he obviously sleeps. I think there's a little bit of, of mystery to him that has been pushed out. Oh, yeah. That I think yeah. the truth will eventually come out. Whether, and I know he's doing a, a the book or the movie. There's something on, and and I've heard different things, but there's the drive. There's no arguing the drive. Yes,
0: and that's what I'm drawn to. You know, that's why we're such good friends. I'm just drawn to drive. I just why be okay with just being okay.
1: And that's everyone has a different little thing, and there's similarities in a lot of it, but there's everyone has their own reasons and drive. And I man. I would. I would definitely. I would pay to listen to that interview between you two. So
0: well, I'll start the GoFundMe and you can donate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ryan, I've noticed you haven't donated yet. The, uh, <laughs> okay, I want to leave with this, and I've already had you on in your piece of advice. I want with everything going on in 2020, what what has helped you the most uh, getting through all of this for the listeners?
0: Getting back in the gym has helped yeah. a lot because I- that's. that's you know, and to borrow from The Rock, that's my anchor. You know, that's my thing. I, I'm not a coffee drinker. I wake up and I go right to the gym. So I think it's been that. But it's also like there's there's a certain kind of like meditation that happens when you're in the gym. It's, it's putting all your focus into that one thing that you're doing at that one time. So that's been a big thing for me. And to kind of springboard off of that, it's also been meditation. The more time I spend meditating, and I should do it way more often than I am right now, but the more time I spend doing it, and I'm able to kind of collect my thoughts and just be okay with that silence, the
1: better it's become. I love it. And, you know, and just to touch on that, and it's for me getting away from my phone, I'll leave my phone inside. And I used to bring it with me everywhere, like outside. I'd go in my cold tub, do my hot tub. I literally would have my phone in my hand still. I'd go in my pool and I, I constantly working. Where I now take a, an hour, hour and twenty minutes on some days, and leave the phone inside. And I do a lot of it out yeah. there and just think. And it, and I'll leave my phone downstairs and go upstairs and do other things and work and take a break and just sit down for five or ten minutes and just relax. And it really, that is such a key thing for people. It's great advice. And
0: that's why I love doing these podcasts. I mean, we've been talking for an hour here. Neither of us have picked up our phone. Neither of us have even thought about our Uh, phone. And this does not happen often because even if you and I went out for a beer, we went out for wings, you're going to pick up your phone every five, 10, 15 minutes i love having these conversations like this because it's just me and it's just you and we're just talking and that's it
1: yes, i have said that many not times to, I, I agree with you whole not heart. exist very often No, it's just a, a chance to just take a break and breathe and, and just be social so where's the best place for people to find you on social speaking of it's
0: my name at chris van Vliet, that's youtube okay. and facebook and instagram and twitter and uh yeah come say hi
1: Absolutely. Chris, well, thank you as always. It's been a pleasure and uh, looking forward to having you on for a third time eventually.
0: I look forward to it. I look forward to being able to see you in person when I'm out there on the West Coast.
1: I, I think it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Thank Let's you, do guys. it. And guys, we'll be right back after these messages. What's going on, guys? The big guy, Ryback, back here with Feed Me More Nutrition. Check us out on feedmemore.com or Amazon. You can actually save 10% on FeedMemore Nutrition at feedmemore.com with discount code podcast10. $1 of every sale on the website goes towards Three Square in feeding the homeless. We have our new fruity cereal, I So Hungry, our mango candy, Wake Up Unlimited Energy, and our Brain Feed Brain Support. We have supplements for men and women using only stevia and monk fruit, no aspartame, no sucralose, no artificial colors. We have something for everybody, guys. Get hungry, stay hungry, feed me more. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback, back. And I wanna to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody. An easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code THEBIGGUY to save 15%. FuelMeals.com Feed me more. You've heard us talk about Real Good Foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their Real Good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low-carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low-carb, grain-free, gluten-free, and keto-friendly. Most items have as low as 3 to 4 grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country. With a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code Ryback off of RealGoodFoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. Welcome back. Big thank you to Chris. And as you guys had heard that, we uh doing a little rebranding here with everything going on. been at this now. It'll be four years, I think, in October that I, I've been involved in podcasting, which is surreal to me to think that that much that time has gone by that quickly and i think it might even been might be even before october it might be august it might be around that period i got to go back and, and look but it's been a minute with that and uh we're, we're going to the ryback show now and uh, updating the podcast image Me and chris talked off air quite a bit about that and uh, some things i think that can improve the show moving forward always learn something talking to that guy it's such an uplifting. A motivated uh, human being. And uh, and I, I spread myself thin on a lot of things. and But I, I agree. I was looking at some stuff. I go, man, this could be way better than it even is. And just maybe making a few adjustments uh, along the way. And uh, so that's what we're doing. And I am going to also talk about and mention it on the other show. As you know, as I have my shooting blanks wrestling report, and with everything going on uh, in the world, we've had multiple sponsors are not going to be doing anything and they pulled out during this whole virus with everything in podcasting in general and a lot of it's happened with a lot of companies so one thing i want to do in looking at this is is i spent a lot of time on this and, and doing multiple shows a week and with everything else that we got going on so what we're going to be doing is moving the shooting blanks wrestling report over to patreon that is going to be patreon.com backslash ryback And what we're going to be doing, it'll be $3 a month for that, for the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report audio and video on that. Ryback TV, we will feature a clip or two every week of the Ryback show and the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. And where only the full episode will be able to be seen or heard through the patreon page so if you are a subscriber to the podcast and you enjoy the wrestling content i ask you to please uh subscribe over there to support the show and uh, as we continue to grow because a lot of this is going to end up going in into marketing along with other legal fees that are going to be coming up with some things we've talked about in the past involving ryback And uh, I have to be very well prepared and maximize everything that I am doing so that they do not take away from what is going on with Feed Me More Nutrition, which is very important to me in the health and for me financially in the future, regardless of my health. Uh, The podcast, The Ryback Show, this will be available on all podcast platforms. That is not going to change. Listening wise, you will be able to listen to this show on any of the podcast platforms. The video of this show, however, again, will not be featured on Ryback TV. It will be uh, exclusive to the Patreon page. Uh, And so for $5 per month, you have the full package of the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report audio and video and the Ryback Show audio and video as well that you could support over there on Patreon. Uh, And that is up and running. And this will be the last week these shows we're actually going to keep the Shooting Blanks, I think, on on the youtube this week just to get people aware of what is going on and then the move will start full time next week on all of that and again I'll have the shooting blanks available the audio as well to let everybody know uh on that so that people if they can choose if they want to come over uh and it will be great we would love to have you and if not I fully understand but we are going to separate the t- the two and And do that over there with that and and, and take advantage of the Patreon platform with everything moving forward. Looking through, there was, I wanted to mention something else. Say, actually, let's jump in. Let's do our review first. And I'm going to actually change for you guys the review um, prize for that. And we're going to do it because this did really, really well before. And uh, we got a lot of reviews doing this. And it also will make it easier for me with how busy I am so that I don't have to personally ship anything or do anything is and uh, is give you a supplement of your choice on feedmemore.com for feed me more nutrition. And uh, what we will do is uh, whoever I pick is the review winner every week for your reviews, guys, on iTunes is just email me at the at feedmemore.com, screenshot of your review, and I will in turn send you a discount code. For one free supplement on Feed Me More Nutrition on feedmemore.com. And uh, again, if you love the supplements, you can leave us a positive review on, on that as well. It, it greatly help us helps us on that with the supplements for that. So that is what we are going to be doing on that. All right, let's get into these ratings, guys. Let's get a. Uh, this is uh, from Jason Ralston hands down an amazing podcast keeping up with the wrestling community from big names to the independent circuit I personally love the podcast with Grimm's toy show because had it had me laughing at the funny stuff said in it I also love the podcast with Stu Bennett formerly known as Wade Barrett from WWE it talked about all things from wrestling to acting and it was all enjoyable thank you very much Jason please email me the big guy at feedmemore.com and uh with a screenshot of this review And we will uh, go ahead and and get you hooked up with some Feed Me More Nutrition on that. Thank you, guys. Your reviews are greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. We're going to move up. We're going to start setting some bigger goals for this show. And uh, I think we could really, really do some damage on the charts. If uh, we just make a few little adjustments along the way. All right. My thought of the week here this week, guys, is off of of a quote that I have at home here. And I just, I, I keep images all around my house to remind me we live in a negative fucking world, right? So I just look at, you always want to have reminders to shift you. If you ever get out of a, of a positive mindset and you, you take a read, you look at a quote and you read it. And for me, it always just puts me in the right frame of mind to keep digging and keep moving and keep working and grinding away. And this quote is just successful. People do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do. Don't wish it were, don't wish it were easier. Wish you were better. And uh, that was from Jim Rohn. And successful people do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do. And the key to this is, is successful people do the work. That's the magic ingredient. And uh, we could have a positive mind frame all day long. We could have, uh, you know, all the greatest intentions in the world. But if we do not do the work, we are not going to get the results. And we can come up with a million excuses why something's not working, or we could try to find the solutions to fix our problems. And it might only take one, maybe just one little thing, one little tweak is all it takes, but you do the work and you take action. And that's the difference. And what you'll see is, and we see it on social media is all the unsuccessful. And I say that people that aren't doing the work and aren't happy are usually the ones that make the most noise on social media, as far as leaving hateful negative comments and trying to bring people down, because when you're doing the work, you're too busy doing the work to even care about what others what others are doing and so that's why guys just it's majority of people will never figure it out, and the reason why I talk about this is because it's you get that one person, it clicks, and that one person can go and change the world and and that's why we talk about this stuff. The majority won't, won't do anything with it. And that's okay. And the majority will hate you. yo. fuck you for talking about the positive. Doesn't that do the work you don't, you don't know shit about? doing Okay, I don't. I don't know anything. Do the work. There's a correlation between successful people and doing the work. And it's really hard to argue. And that's my thought of the week this week, guys. I do want to say also we have for everybody, Feed Me More Nutrition, face mask now available via Teespring. And these are very, very, very comfortable. And I'll throw it on here for the show. All right. I got my mask on here. My Feed Me More Nutrition mask. But these are available on the Feed Me More store at Teespring. And I'm actually looking to get these made to get them. Oh, take off the mask to talk. You can't hear me. Big dumb Ryback. The, uh, these are available on Teespring. I'm thinking about creating a link on FeedMeMore.com to have purchases off of Teespring as well. And... Uh, I'm actually going to, I think I, I'm going to put it on the front page where we had the, the merchandise. I'm going to make sure we have the mask on there uh, for people and uh, super comfortable guys. And I was going to be wearing, this is my gym mask here when I go out. So we do have those available and I'm thinking about getting them made also eventually. Uh, but that would be take four to six weeks probably to get them on the website to do like as, as a free add-on or something with the supplements for your orders as well. So people have a mask. With everything, because they're not going away. That is for sure. With everything going on. Other than that, guys, I just think of go ahead, and uh, we got our Feed Me More nutrition available on FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. And as uh, we got the Shell Shock Extreme Fat Burner, it will be back in stock by the time this show is out. We had some massive delays at the manufacturer. And, uh, they were going to, there were going to be more delays and I had to call the owner and, uh, plead with, I need this done ASAP. And they actually literally stopped everything and got it done yesterday. And they're expediting a ton of the orders over to fulfillment. And then the regular shipment is on its way as well. And, uh, so everyone that had pre-orders on the Shock Extreme Fat Burner, those will be going out early this, uh, they'll be out already by the time this is out. So thank you for your patience. And, uh, we will have the peanut butter ISO Hungry Protein coming in. It looks like either late July, early August, and uh, with that, and we will getting all the pre-orders for the peanut butter pieces, the Reese's pieces, ISO Hungry Protein out. So, thank you for all your love and support, guys. As always, uh, you can the save ten percent with this sh- listening to this show on with discount code podcast ten, and new customers of Feed Me More Nutrition on FeedMeMore.com. For your first order, we give you 25% off for, for trying the supplements with the discount code SAVE25, guys. So if you want to save 25% on Feed Me More Nutrition, just go to the website and check out use code SAVE25. 25% off. All right, guys. And with that there, the Ryback Show. There it is. We're off and running with something new. And... uh for all fan mail, please send to P.O. Box 752 740 Vegas Nevada, 89136. I just ask you to limit it to one of two pieces with a return postage as well. And I thank you guys for always staying in contact. I love reading your letters, and it truly means the world to me to see so much love and support from you guys four years later uh, with everything. And uh, it's always a, a nice, loving, friendly letter trumps a shitty social media message all day long. And uh it's always great to to stay in contact and, and to realize the impact you made on people's lives. And you can they get inspiration from you. So it's a pretty cool thing. Fuel Meals, you guys can check out fuelmeals.com. Save 15% with discount code of the big guy there over there with Fuel Meals Meal Prep at your doorstep. With that, for all personal videos, by me. If you want a, a personal video, go to Cameo.com slash the big guy uh, do videos for all occasions on that. We have our, our all our merchandise shirts on Teespring. Teespring, uh, the Feed Me More store on teespring.com. With that, Feed Me More TV, youtube.com slash backslash More TV. And then we have Ryback TV as well, where we will have the podcast clips still for a couple of the clips up every week on that. Guys, my motivational book, Wake Up It's Feeding Time, available on Amazon. And follow me on social media, the big guy, Ryback 22. And that will lead you to all my other social media guys. Uh, Matt, Thank you guys very much for listening. You've just listened to the Ryback show. Feed me more.
0: This is conversation with the big guy Ryback. Subscribe,
1: like, rate, comment.